Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. You're listening to episode 96, brought to you by the Health, Hope, and Inspiration podcast and EveryPlate. To subscribe to the Health, Hope, and Inspiration podcast and get three free downloads, go to hhidownload.com. And for 50% off your first box of EveryPlate, go to everyplate.com and enter the code THELOVELY. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. You can find out more about the podcast at cultivatingthelovely.com in our Yellow Brick Road membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely and in our Facebook group. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram where you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. That's M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-K-O-P-P-A. Welcome to the New Year's show. I am on with Katie. Hello again. Hello. Miss Katie Duckett is back. She was on last week. We had our Christmas episode. If you haven't caught it yet, you need to go back and listen because there was a lot of giggling. And there always. Are, yes, always. And I we had a ton of fun, so hopefully you guys will too. And there was a lot of stuff in that episode. I mean, there was Christmas stuff, but there was also non-Christmassy stuff. So if you want some book recommendations or any of that, you should go back and give it a listen. But this week, I wanted to have on some of my favorite lovely ladies. Literally, you guys, these are the women who originally inspired the podcast for me, or even the name Cultivating the Lovely. It came from these friends of mine. So I'm going to be having a few of them on for this episode, and we are going to be talking about New Year's. We actually have a little group of us that has banded together. We've actually been kind of a group for a lot of years, but we decided to get power sheets this year. Most of them did a, most of us did them last year, but we are going to do them as a group this year to keep each other accountable. And if you're wanting some of that same sort of accountability, you can hop over to our Patreon group at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. And right now we are actually setting up groups for the new year that you can get in a group of six or seven other women that will be holding each other accountable, but like in a friendship way, not in a like, oh, did you do it kind of way. <laughs> this is like a, this is encouraging and fun. And so we are going to have groups throughout the year to help with challenges and to help with power sheets. And, and we're really trying to hone down those groups right now. So if you want to be a part of that, have that little bit of extra accountability and all the other fun things that Patreon has to offer, then this is the time you're going to want to go get signed up for it right now patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. Okay, but today we are just going to kind of have a fun discussion about the things we are wanting to do in the new year. I think you'll get a feeling from all the different ladies who are on today. They all handle things a little bit differently, which is very fun. 
But we do all have the power sheets, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. You can still get the power sheets if you go to bullturquoise.com slash power sheets. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. All right. So, Katie, do you yes. enjoy New Year's? I do. I mean, it's never been like my favorite, favorite holiday, but I like the fresh start. Um, my brother and sister-in-law got married on New Year's Eve. Ah. And so that was like the best party ever and best celebration ever. So I have fond memories of that. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I do love the fresh air. I'm not a late night person. (laughs) So staying up till midnight does not appeal to me ever. Um, nor does having my, my kids always stay up later than my husband and I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. We might make it to nine and be like, all right, woohoo, New York. (laughs) You play like the Netflix version. (laughs) Exactly. It's a, the boys are like, well, good night, mom and dad. <laughs> okay. You're like, it's New Year's somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so I don't love that part of it, but I do like um, just the cleanness of yeah. January 1st of like, okay, this is a fresh start and what am I going to do differently to yes. do better than last year? What do I need to change? I like that stuff, yeah. but I'm not an organized, like I, that's, lists and things like that are not my thing. I'm way more of a um, brainstorming in circles kind of person. So I always have good intentions, but really, (laughs) I don't, I don't always know how to take that transition to make it happen. You know, hence our experience with lovely homeschool course. Seriously. And I was just going to talk about that, that because I've now become such a proficient planner because of the lovely homeschool course, one of my favorite things that I did last year and that I'll do this year is to take the Christmas break and reevaluate the fall moving into the winter and the spring in my homeschooling. Like what has been working? What do I need to check off or go back into? um, I don't even have to erase it or cross it off. I can reprint it off, which is the best parts of the program. But um, I, I feel like that makes our year more efficient because yeah. I have that chance to like regroup, um, look back what's working um, in the power sheet. She calls it like the clear, the clutter, like seasonally, like you go in there and you say, okay, what's working, what isn't, what, what's still on my mm-hmm. mind, what do I need to put in? And I really like that. Um, it makes me feel like professional. <laughs> like, yeah. This is like- and there's those built-in times to reflect and fix and yes you know anyway so yeah I do I do like New Year's but I don't feel like I always approach it in um in a way that I'm really gonna be successful in making changes yeah well and I am pretty good at the planning part of it yes you are (laughs) but I am not as good at the follow-through And so I can have really great plans, but without accountability, then things kind of fall by the wayside. So I am excited this year that we have our little group and even doing the stuff in Patreon, I think is going to really help as well. But I am right in the depths right now of really getting, putting those concrete plans together where I have like the big goals and then I break them down into the smaller pieces. And one of the areas that I've been doing this with very intensely lately, which has actually kind of been like a self-care thing. And I know this sounds ridiculous that planning things is like enjoyable. Yeah. You just do you. Yeah. <laughs> you just do that. I know, but literally like I will be up at night like, Ooh, here's my Goodreads. I have, I'm, well, that's what it all is. is that's the thing is I've been planning my reading 
because I'm very excited. I had really cut back on my reading goals for 2018 because I heard a John Acuff quote. Well, I think he even has a book where it's like, I can't remember the name, you guys. I'm totally butchering this. I'm sure Kiel, my wonderful podcast manager, will find the name of this book and put it in the show notes (laughs) so you can look there. But it's a book that's like, don't set your sights too high. Okay. Not the name of it. But it's like, have reasonable goals that you know you can attain so that then if you surpass them, great. Like, give yourself a couple wins before... Like a snowball, the snowball yeah. theory, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so give yourself some wins before you're, you know, just totally shooting for the moon. Don't say you're going to read a hundred books and then only read twenty-five, where you could have said, "I'm going to read twenty, and then you read twenty-five, and woohoo, you made it." So that was kind of how I went into twenty eighteen with my reading goals, because I had set higher goals in the past and either not quite made them or just made them. So I only said that I was going to read 20 books. And when we're recording this, I'm already at 30 and I could be at 35 by the time we're done with the year. You blew that goal out of the water. And I feel great when I look yeah. at my Goodreads and it's like, you are hit, are at 150% of your goal. I'm like, I'll take that <laughs> all day long. I need those kind of wins. Yeah, that feels good. Yes. So I did, I mentioned on last week's episode, though, I do have this horrible addiction to Amazon Kindle deals. And so that has caused like a problem with my to be read shelf. It's gotten very large. Plus, I am getting a lot of books in the mail right now for future podcast episodes. Some of them Though I have to breathe a little bit and remember, I haven't accepted all of them as guests. <laughs> Some of them, I actually have the books in my hand so I can vet them. So that I don't, I have to remind myself, I don't have to have to read all of them. I have to read a lot of them, but not necessarily all of them. Yes. But I, so, okay, I'm going to take you through my step-by-step process on what I did for my reading. Yes. I went in my Amazon account. Oh, I opened a board. I made a new board on Goodreads called you know hoping to read in 2019 or something like that and then I went to my Amazon account and I brought up my past digital orders so I could see every book I actually own because when they're digital you don't remember all the time what they are right yeah so I then loaded all of those into that Goodreads shelf So that I have them all there. I know everything that I own that I'm hoping to read in 2019. I had a few physical books also that I added to that list. Then I added all of the podcasting books that I either have or I know I have coming. So I put all of those in there. And then a few books that I don't yet have, but I need to get from the library or wherever that I'm wanting to read. Like I really want to read Donald Miller's um, story brand marketing. It's a marketing book. So I put all of those in there and I'm currently at 70 books. Hey, so (laughs) that's doubling. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So reality is I'm not going, that's not going to be my goal because I know I won't read all of them, but at least I have them in this one spot so that I know what I'm working from. And then I made a Trello board So I divided it up by months. There's like a little card thing for every month. And then I'm putting in every month 
the books I'm hoping to read that month so that I can have a pretty good goal. I think my goal will probably be 35 or 40 books for the year. And then Mm -hmm. if I surpass it, great. Mm -hmm. So, but I have a lot to choose from and I am like picking out, okay, I already have January and February pretty much picked out what I'm hoping to read. And I'm trying to get a good mix of like fiction, memoir, and then stuff I just have to read for the podcast. Look at all these action steps. Yes. I love that you walked us through how you did it because that kind of planning, I don't, it does not come naturally to me at all. And so I really appreciate that it's not just in your head. You got it down and you started acting on it. Like yeah. You made it easy for you to measure that goal and see, you know, you, that was really smart. Yeah. So I'm excited because it, that feels like progress and it's literally like I do that for fun. So that was really delightful to do. Like when I was kind of needed a break from work this week, I would plan my books. Oh, you're so fun. I know. <laughs> Aren't I? I'm the best oh, time oh. ever. So. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm going to be single forever. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> one other thing. I have, I'll talk about mine because I don't think you're quite there yet, but I have been working in the power sheets on my word of the year. Okay. And most years I, it's kind of one of those like, I don't know, or I'll know like looking back at the year before, like, oh, I know what the year was or the word was for that year. That, that year was marked by this word or whatever, but it's harder for me to pick at the beginning of the year. However, this word came to me and oh, then was just word. like it ver- was verified in a number of different ways and so I was like okay I'm gonna go with this even though it feels scary and I haven't wanted to believe it for a while oh, now that's how you know it's right I hope so <laughs> and literally the word is hope oh yes so, yeah. yes yes Ladies, today we're dealing with a sensitive topic because almost everyone has been affected by cancer in some way, maybe even someone you love. According to the American Cancer Society, one out of every two men and one out of every three women will receive a cancer diagnosis in their lifetime. An estimated 1.6 million adults will be diagnosed with cancer this year. It may be you or someone you love, but there is hope for anyone facing cancer. There is an online source of practical information about cancer prevention, treatment, and overall healthy living. On the weekly podcast, Health, Hope, and Inspiration, Reverend Percy McRae talks with wellness professionals, doctors, pastors, and everyday people who share their expertise, experiences, and stories of hope. Visit hhidownload.com today to subscribe to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, and you will receive three free downloads, cancer-fighting recipes, reducing your risk for cancer, and four things every cancer patient must do. That is hhidownload.com. It's felt like there's not been a lot of hope for a long time, and it still feels like a really scary word to claim because for all intents and purposes right now there isn't hope like there is no end in sight to what our life is right now literally like it will take a I'm not even kidding you guys I'm not exaggerating it will take a miracle from on high to make anything different in 2019 
but I have had a few people reach out to me lately out of the blue and say, God put you on my heart and I don't know why. Like people from my past that don't even know what I'm going through or anything. Just God put you on my heart. I don't know what's going on in your life, but God wants you to know that it's all going to be okay. Mm. And I've had people reach out to me saying, I had a dream about you and this is what happened in the dream. And then they those <laughs> things were verified by other people. Like it, it's just been too much for me to ignore and say that it isn't all from God. Mm. And so these like visions that he's given of the future, I feel like he's given little snippets of someday your life will be different. Yeah. But I don't know if that will happen in 2019, you know, but it's enough for me to cling to and say, okay, I'm going to live from a place of hope as best as I can Mm -hmm. rather than a place of, I don't want to dare to hope because I don't want to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that you would ever regret choosing to have hope like I I'm so excited I had no idea before we were just before you just said it that that was your word I didn't tell you I thought I'd already told mm -mm. you no you haven't told me and it is I just I totally affirm it I think it's perfect I'm I'm excited that's that's right it's scary even (laughs) saying it it's just like oh ah okay because it just feels so dangerous. I mean, I've gone into court appointments and everything throughout the last year, just planning in my head for the worst, because then I can't be disappointed no matter what happens. Even if the worst happens, I can just, okay, the worst happens, happened, we'll deal with it. Instead of it's going to be okay and then have it not be okay. Right. I mean, you, you release some of that control by saying you're going to have hope, right? I mean, it's a, that's a vulnerable, it's a scary place to be. Yeah. And who would think that hope feels scary, but it, it really does. But I really know that it is the word that I'm supposed to have. And so I'm going to claim it, even though it feels like even saying, saying it right now, my hands are like clenched together. Oh. I'm like having a hard time breathing. Like, oh. but it's that, that has to be the word. And when I look back my year, my word from last year was grow. I'm not like a big fan of the word grow. It's kind of like meh word to me, but I did grow a lot. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, when I think back to this time last year, I mean, I don't even think I'm the same person. Like, yeah. I think I'm the old me. I think I was able to shed a lot of what a lot. happened yeah. to me for 14 years. But, um, yeah, it, it that word did define last year as much as I didn't, like, I wasn't really actively pursuing it or, you know, anything like that. But now looking back, I can think, yeah, yeah, that was, that was the word for 2018. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping I, that a year from now, I'll be looking back and this this word will not feel wasted. Yeah, it'll resonate. Yeah. And that's and I think that's where the accountability comes in too, because especially when your word is a little bit scary, you yeah. have other people to remind you, this is your word. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you're doing. This yeah. is what we're looking for this year. This is what we're seeking after. This is what we're choosing. Like it's that accountability is huge because you could bury that. You could hear it and you could bury it and be like, okay, well, we'll see. But 
you, when you share it, you have to live it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's scary to put, even like tell people about, cause you're like, well, if, if I don't tell people about it, then it's easier if it's not working out, you know, I'll right. change my word, <laughs> but, right. but it's out there now. It's out there. <laughs> it's out there. <laughs> got to put it down in ink in the, the planner here. So yeah, it makes it so much more real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you write it, when it says, um, I don't know what page is that like on page 29, it says, yeah. what choose your word. And then you write it. And as soon as that happens, that transaction between in your head and on the paper, it's real. Yeah. And it, and I think like for me every year, my, my word scares me. I, and I think that's how, you know, like this, this is it. Yeah. This is a big one. This is what God has for me. It's not the word that I would comfortably pick for myself, but yeah. it's one that I think is right. And it start you start seeing it everywhere. You start yeah. hearing it everywhere. Like it's like a conspiracy about this word. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like this last year, Target came out with a whole line of garden gear that was said grow on it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it was garden that was gear. For you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but there was like this little rock that said grow and I've had it sitting in my basement window at my grandma's house ever since we moved in there. And it was like, Oh yeah, that was that was my word. And somebody yeah. told me they I they actually messaged me and said, Hey, go to Target. I heard your word was grow. <laughs> They've got a rock there for you. Like, okay, I will go. Lead me to Target. <laughs> Let me buy the rock. So I'm fully anticipating next year they're going to have a garden rock that says hope. Obviously. Yeah, it's going to yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, are there any other things that you're just looking forward to or shifting going into the new year? Well, I think because last year was my first year actually doing the power sheets. And I'm just going to talk about those for a minute because yeah. – um, because I'm not a natural planner, last year was the first year that I actually took like my the stuff in my head, put it down concretely on paper, and then walked through the process of organizing it, yeah. making it measurable, celebrating the victories. Like it's the first time I've really ever put that into practice. And it totally changed my year. Last year I did the six month version mm-hmm. and um and I've really missed it the last six months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to get back in there. I only had half a year's worth of quotes. Yeah. Because they were sold out by the time you got them, right? They were. Yeah, Yeah. they were sold out. So six months is all I could do. It's all I needed. It's. I mean, it's fine. It was a good place to start. And it still takes you through all of that pre-work. You know, there's so much um, pre-work that goes into it. So going back into it this year, I felt sort of excited. Like it's more of a known quantity. It really worked. It really, there's things in my life that I changed hopefully forever but certainly for the last year. And that stemmed directly from this process. So I felt really excited about doing it again and not really anticipating that there would be new levels of depth that I'd come to. I kind of thought I'm about the same. I've just organized my life a little bit better in these different areas. But going through the pre-work and realizing, oh, there's still a whole lot more to plumb the depths of here. And those steps were the first steps. And now I'm going to go deeper and there's new stuff. So that was kind of fun to see like, oh, I'm I'm just in the beginning stages of these Mm -hmm. different areas. So, um, So that's kind of exciting is that, you know, you continue to grow, you continue to change and, um, especially when you're putting effort into it and you're not stagnant, there's going to be stuff to unearth and, and 
dig in there a little bit with. So it was fun to see that yeah, and to know that it works. You know, I guess I'm just holding on to that. Like it, I really did it. It really worked. I'm excited this year for the accountability and to do it all together and just share that a little bit more. Last year, it was a little bit more private. Mm -hmm. um, So yeah, I find that a lot of times when we do share those things together and get a little bit more vulnerable, somebody else will have insight into what you're going through that you didn't necessarily see or didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily catch on to, or it's just um, confirmation of what you're discovering. Exactly. And that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. To just like keep on that road of continuing on with what you're doing to have somebody else say, yep, I see that. I see that in you or I see that for you. That is working. Keep going. That can be sometimes all you need to really keep going. Yeah. That's that motivation and encouragement that, because a lot of this process is internal, you know, it's, it's all coming from inside and then you're, you're taking it outside and you're making action steps towards these changes or, um, or whatever the goals set are. Um, so to have somebody notice it, that's really, that feels exciting. Like I'm doing something that's making a ripple. It's not just under the surface. It's actually rippling the water and somebody can see it. Yeah. That feels exciting. Yeah. I totally agree. And it's fun and it's exciting. I don't, this is kind of going back to the beginning of what we were saying, but I'm not like a huge, like I, I enjoy New Year's, whatever, but I love the planning for it. So this is like, this is my golden time of year <laughs> to really start fresh on January 1. Mm-hmm. So I am mm-hmm. loving it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show again, two weeks in a row. It's been oh, so you're lovely. Welcome. You're welcome. I love spending time with you and this is yes. fun stuff to talk about. So yes. it works. And now since I haven't recorded with any of our other friends yet, I'm going to, you know, entrust you to help me <laughs> manipulate <laughs> them to be on the show. <laughs> You got it. (laughs) All right. If I can get Katie on the show multiple times now, certainly the rest of them will come on too. And hopefully in the next couple of seconds, you will be hearing from them. If not, then it will probably be Rebecca. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Katie. You're welcome. Have a good night. Okay, ladies, I know that I said in Katie's interview that I was going to have all four of my friends on in this episode, but as it turned out, as we all got talking, our little excerpts went a little longer than I expected, which I absolutely love because I was able to have real authentic conversations with my actual friends and a ton of fun with them. And I think that when I have fun with my guests, that comes across and you guys have more fun too. So I don't regret that these conversations went longer than I had originally intended. And it also means that we get to space out these conversations over two episodes. So both this week and next week, we will be having on these few friends that I have that kind of helped be the inception of Cultivating the Lovely. Like they are the ones who helped create this whole thing. They're all a little shy. And so it's been very different for them to be coming on the show. But once I got them talking, it was golden. So we will be on next week. Hopefully, I still haven't actually recorded with them, but I'm sure I'm going to get them too (laughs) with my friends, Jenny and Shell. But this next segment coming up right now is with my good friend, Andy Asbjornsson. You can find her on Instagram at Andy May. 
A-N-D-I-M-A-E. She is a beautiful photographer, ladies. I mean, seriously, you should just run over there and look just because she takes such beautiful and real kind of candid pictures. I've had her do my own kids' pictures. They're amazing. In fact, she was very nearly at the birth of my last child. She missed it by about five minutes, but that's a whole nother story. And I actually hope to have Andy back on the show a lot, if possible, if I can twist her arm into doing it because she was so much fun and I think she's got a lot of great stories with me and a lot of great perspective on living and faith and so I would love to hear your feedback and if you have any questions for Andy, especially about all the great systems and everything that she is going to talk about in this episode. So without further ado, let's move along with Andy as Bjornsson. Andy, I am so excited to have you here today because like I mentioned in Katie's interview, you guys are like my core of loving loveliness. You guys are like my <laughs> girls that inspired cultivating the lovely and all that it is. You guys helped me come up with the name. So to have that core group on here is like a dream come true for me. <laughs> this, of course, I say this having not interviewed two of the people that are most reluctant <laughs> to come on the show. So, you know, assuming that they're going to come on I will have we're gonna get them on we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're gonna get them on yeah I keep reminding (laughs) you guys like if Katie can be comfortable with it now you guys are gonna be just fine (laughs) but I I think it's really fun to have you guys on for like the new year's coming into new year's show because we like well okay I have always said that you guys are like the four lovelies and then there's me the spicy one the loveliest of all oh goodness (laughs) So not, and you know what? Anybody who's listening to this, if they listened to last week's Christmas episode, they know how not true that is because Katie was like the epitome of lovely and she knew it. She was like, you guys are going to roll your eyes at me because this is so like lovely. I'm reading all these ridiculous books and you know, I was reading. It is. Yeah. 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 It is. And that's why I love that about you guys. But even within that, like all of you guys being lovely you guys all do things a little bit differently. All five of us do. And so that's why I think this is really fun to have a conversation about how we all kind of approach New Year's and our power sheets differently because we're all going to be doing those together this year. And I know that a lot of the listeners are going to be doing power sheets this year. So how do you usually come at New Year's? Is that like a an exciting thing. I mean, you're a planner, you're a list maker. Do you enjoy <laughs> like figuring out your goals and everything? For New yes, Year's? yes, I do. Yeah, I I've always so. been a big like New Year's resolution person. Like, I can't even remember when I first started writing New Year's resolutions, probably like in elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> and they were always very, very idealistic. Yes. Always, because that's just how I am. Are you a and, one? Uh, Have you figured out your Enneagram? Oh, it's so funny because I was totally going to go that direction when I knew I was going to talk to you. No, so I figured it out okay. recently. I'm a two with a very strong one, one week. Ah, and what yeah. is the two? The I'm two so is, nervous. okay, so I always forget the names. I think the two is the helper. Okay. Um, and so the two part of me is like, um, that I'm all about like connection and relating to people and that like okay. when it comes down to it, like I'll drop everything to like connect with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm also a huge people pleaser. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like my driving force. I mean, the pros and the cons of like, I love being um just connecting with people emotionally is like huge yeah. for me um and that's just like my passion and my heart but then the people pleasing part is like the negative side of that <laughs> <laughs> but then the flip side of that is the um 
the one wing I had a really hard time actually figuring out if I was a one or a two because yeah. I am such a strong one wing but um one of my friends who's a very strong one wing she was like when it comes down to it you always choose choose people over the list and so okay. that kind of helped me figure out yeah I think I am more of a two but the one the one part of me is very present too and like oh, my rule following perfectionistic like I love structure like yes that side of it so <laughs> and it's um, you make things like you guys should see her handwriting I just need to have you like write something out so we can put it in the show notes because <laughs> her handwriting is so perfect and beautiful and spaced evenly oh. and like we are both like both you and I I think are planners and listers but even within that we do it differently and yours looks much prettier <laughs> than mine well I think I just, I'm like, I think in my brain, I think in bullet points. And so yeah. I have to like have that out. And I like pretty, I like, I like the idea of the stickers and the washi tape and all that, but I'm not, when it comes down to, I just like my bullet points in my. Yes. <laughs> and they're be like, but they're even the simplicity of them is beautiful. Like it's like one of those instagram accounts that just takes like notes like school oh. notes you know <laughs> like i wish i just had a whole instagram account account of like your bible study notes because oh, they're beautiful so <laughs> it's true anybody ask any of our friends like they, yeah it's true it's true <laughs> get me a picture of your handwriting for the show notes that is such a sweet compliment thank you <laughs> it's true so but you've always so you've always done it you like to make your bullet points so like how do you break down your goals usually for the year well I think that that's one thing that like the power sheets concept has really been helpful for me because I am just like I, I always go I'm like an all or nothing kind of a person so I'll write yeah. down a bazillion goals and a bazillion yeah. resolutions and then five days in completely fail and give up because I just can't keep it up yeah <laughs> and so I'm very um like I said idealistic yeah. and very sentimental and um like things just so and I um and so I think my idealism sometimes gets in the way of like my idealism and my perfectionism sometimes get in the way of being able to actually like um what am I trying to say like, like put it down like, yeah even. put it yeah and, and actually make it happen <laughs> well and it didn't and so, you have like the hang up of even wanting to write it in your power sheets <laughs> like, did you like write uh, yes. it on different paper first so you could put it in the power sheets perfectly? okay I did do that last year yes <laughs> I did do that last year. That's true. Um, and I will be honest that, well, partly this month has been crazy and I haven't gotten very much done, but I was looking at them right before you called and I'm like, oh, okay, I've done two pages. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing happened last year where I think I get so paralyzed by my, my, my perfectionism and wanting, like, even my brainstorming, like, it's hard for me to have my brainstorming just be free flow. Like, yeah. because it's hard for me just to let go. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I feel like, in the last couple of years, God's really been working in my heart, like about it's just I don't have to be so perfectionistic about everything. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think it's a process for sure. But I think going through um, just some grief things that I've gone through the last couple of years where I just haven't been able to, um, from the outside, be <laughs> present myself the way that I wanted to, I had to just like go and like, and just um, not not have such from control over everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's just really helped me in every aspect of my life to just have a little bit more freedom and not have to be so, um, just so about everything. Yeah. That being said, I'm still only two pages in. So Yes. <laughs> Is that more, do you think, from time or for perfection? 
I think it's a combination of both because okay. I think that I, when I, when I think about, oh, like sitting down and writing my power sheets, it's like, to be honest, I want this ideal environment while I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> I totally hear that. That and is that one thing. <laughs> yeah. That is one thing that's been a hang up for me too, is I don't want to take just like five minutes when the kids are watching a show and like, I want to make sure I'm not going to be interrupted and totally. I really want to devote my full attention to it. And that can be a hard thing to come by. Because even on the times where, like, I don't have my kids for a night, a lot of times I'm just so wiped out and tired and feel like I can't make my brain go there. You totally. know, there's just so many things working against it, I think, for that. Especially because you have, like, spent money on the power sheets, like, invested in them. You do want to do a good job and use them mm-hmm. to their fullest potential. But that can be really hard to do when you can't. I mean, I, and I want like a good solid, at least an hour. And even that it, you don't get that far because the pages are so deep. Totally. And I think that like, I, um, not just the perfectionism, but like the part of me that just wants to get everything out of them that I possibly can. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, um, skip over anything. And yeah. I just want to like do every single page to the full like potential that it can possibly yeah. be and um and I, I think I need to like some of that go and just be like okay this page I just can't do it right now like I'm not yeah. inspired by it so I'm just gonna go to the next one and last yeah. year um last year I used the tending list quite a bit but I honestly didn't even finish half of the the prep work yeah <laughs> because it was just so hard for me to get in that place um logistically and emotionally to be able to do it and I really want to especially I mean this next week with Christmas is going to be crazy but I think hopefully during the break I can really like carve out some time to just actually get through it because I think that I will be a lot more happy with um the the trending list and the goal setting part of it if I can actually finish all the process processing yeah I could totally see that and see I had the opposite problem last year I really loved doing all the like deep thinking about everything and the goals and all of that. And I really liked the quarterly check-ins throughout the year, but the monthly lists were much harder for me to stay on top of and actually be like carrying out the goals that I had yeah. set up. It was like, oh yeah, we're in a new quarter. <laughs> I should look back and remember <laughs> what those goals were. Whoops. And so that's why I'm looking forward to like our little group meeting this year and having some accountability because I think it will force me to be using those monthly pages in a real way. Yeah. I think it will help so much to just be having that accountability with each other. And also I think that like that dose of like realistic expectations of like, Andy, really, that's like a little bit too much for you to take on this this month because I'm also someone like on the attending list that will like literally feel in every single line and then I'm like writing another line underneath because I'm like there's just not enough room but I need to like narrow it in more (laughs) yeah I think that's really good I think it'll help us all to narrow things down into a little bit more bite-sized pieces too that's something that I'm trying to work on even within the patreon group this year because you know we started we're starting the cultivating groups so that people other people can have that same sort of accountability and everything within these little groups which I think is going to be really fun but even how we're structuring the year with patreon we're breaking it down into these quarterly sections where it's like we're going to take kind of one theme and work on it for three months and go a little bit deeper so that we can do it in smaller bite-sized pieces and actually make it a part of our lives instead of like, oh, this month we're going to tackle this whole big part of your life and it's going to be all better by the end. (laughs) 
you know. I think that's so wise too because I feel like it takes what is it like they say 30 days to make a habit yeah but then I feel like if you don't keep it up after 30 days you like lose it so quickly yeah (laughs) and so um I think that's so wise to just like stretch it out a little bit further and, and really solidify those habits that you're trying to create and um, goals that you're trying to meet and stuff because it usually does take a little longer I think <laughs> yeah and I find that when I take the time to break things down into those smaller pieces and actually identify like okay what are the steps to get to that bigger goal yeah it's so much more attainable when I have kind of a map of how to get there that's really helped me a lot too in um, goal setting within the power sheets and just to be able to like with attending list, break it down into smaller mm-hmm. chunks of like, okay, these are things I need to work on once a week, or these are things I need to work on every day or every couple of days or whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like the months I was super intentional about that were the most productive, fulfilling months yeah. of the year, um, just because I was able to be a lot more efficient. Um, time management is also a struggle for me. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you there. <laughs> So, but you are also really good at like having, I know you have like a lot of little like life systems, like little rules that you have for yourself. Would you talk about that for just a minute? Cause I've always been really intrigued by me. Oh man. I was thinking about that when you asked me the other day to talk about it. And I was like, man, I'm going to come across as being kind of crazy. I think. No, like, I think it's brilliant. Little, brilliant. Maybe a little just, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's just how my brain works, I guess, in kind of like systems. Mm-hmm. And granted, a lot of times I'll create the systems and they don't always work. <laughs> you know, I'll write yeah. out the perfect homeschool schedule. And then, of course, it never, never works the way I want it to. But yeah. I have I have little systems, I guess, in my head that just kind of help me get stuff done around the house. So, like, um, our laundry room is downstairs in our, like, um, well, in our basement, but, like, pantry kind of area and anytime I go downstairs I do something laundry related for like a couple of minutes so like I'll always make myself like fold some clothes when I go downstairs even if it's just like three things or something yeah <laughs> and then I work my way slowly through the basket so I don't really ever like sit down and fold all my laundry all at once I'm like constantly working on it every time I go downstairs just a couple little bit here and there <laughs> um and same thing like with dishes upstairs um like every time I go to the sink to wash my hands or rinse something off I like put something in the dishwasher, or unload something from the dish strainer, or just something. I don't know. I feel yeah. like so ridiculous. No, things. I think it's brilliant <laughs> because especially like I was saying, having all of you guys on here and different ways that you handle things, like having Jenny on here, it'll be a totally different thing than how you do it. But this is how some people's brains work and they are going to hear you talking about that and be like, oh, that's the thing. That's how I can make my life work and not feel so overwhelming. I just need to make this little rule for myself that every time I go wash my hands, I'm going to wash three dishes and my life will be manageable. It'll be amazing. <laughs> or like every time I use the bathroom, like I, I do some kind of cleaning thing in there. Like I spray something down or wipe something down or I, just every time I go in there. Um, I, I See, I need to adopt that one. <laughs> That would be really so handy like it's so life. hard to set aside half an hour to do it. And yeah. so I'm just like, every time I'm in there, I just do like, you know, five minutes and I don't know. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. So I'm sure people are taking notes because <laughs> it's so good. And I, so do you have any other ones or are those kind of like the basics? Oh, they usually man. revolve around cleaning. I should have thought more before. <laughs> 
I got on here. Those are the ones that like popped to my mind, like off the top of my head. Okay. But um, I'm sure that I have other ones. I mean, I when I like when I was in high school, I worked at a grocery store, and I would, you know, like when you're at a boring job and you're like constantly checking the clock. Yeah. I would set rules for myself of like I can't check the clock until I help 10 customers out to their car. (laughs) Nice. Different things like that. Just different cheesy things like that. I mean, I don't even know why I'm telling you. (laughs) No, I think, no, I think it's so good because it's a way of kind of giving yourself some self-control and motivation to get something done. It's like giving yourself those rewards to do things. I'll do that with myself. Like in the evening, if I have a late night where I'm working, like, okay, I'm not going to allow myself to go get my ice cream until I get this chapter edited. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it is kind of like that. Yeah. Except sometimes I just go get the ice cream anyway. <laughs> well, sometimes you need the ice cream yeah, to... <laughs> to do the editing. <laughs> it's just necessary. Yes. Okay. Now, I know you haven't gotten here in the sheets yet, but <laughs> I, I'm curious if you're leaning toward a word for 2019. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I have been... Um, uh, choosing a word of the year. I was trying to think back. I think 2011 was the first wow. year that I, I, I mean, that I, I remember you were one of the first people I knew who started doing it. And I think I got the idea originally, the whole Allie Edwards, the scrapbooker lady. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. She's done it for years and years. And I think that's probably where I originally got it um, way back when, mm-hmm. when I was trying to, trying to scrapbook. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I just every year, like since then, um, I've, I I want to say, I was going to say that I've chosen a word, but really I feel like the Lord has really like led me to specific words every year. And yeah. usually it's around like November, yeah. <laughs> early December that I feel like um, just prompted to kind of embrace this word for the next year. And that has actually been super powerful for me as I've gone about like goal setting and making resolutions and that kind of thing of just um, putting that word, like plugging that word into um, my, my goals and just kind of giving me perspective of where God really wants my year to go. Mm-hmm. And granted, he always takes the word in a different direction than I anticipate. Yeah, <laughs> Always, every single time. But every single year that I really fully embraced it, I feel like at the end of the year, I can look back and be like, wow, I was scared of that word, but you used it so powerfully in my life. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's hard for me to let go of them at the end of the year because I feel like they've become so much a yeah. part of me and um, taught me so much. And I feel like they're all an extension of each other too, especially the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I have chosen a word already. <laughs> so what was your word for this year? Okay. You're, you're going to find this very ironic considering how petrified I was to come on here. <laughs> <laughs> but my word of the year, I feel like it's a brave. Okay. <laughs> well, and you, even though, though, okay. So you were petrified to come on here, but you were brave enough to do it. I was. And I didn't, I, even when you asked me, I didn't hesitate. Didn't you didn't. Long. You did. You came back later, and you were like, "Did I black out? Oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> what was I thinking? What did I agree oh to?" Um, but I think I just, even though that word, I mean, it absolutely terrifies me. <laughs> but, but which is ironic, I know. But um, my word for this year was equally terrifying. It was surrender. So that's your that, 2019. That was my 2018 word. Was surrender? Surrender. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, I like fought that one. Like when God really. So wait, is Brave 2019? I'm all confused now. Yes. Yeah, okay. Brave is 2019. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, look. Okay. So you're getting off to a good start with Brave. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. I am. I am. I think. I think that surrender has been teaching me that. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I was so scared of embracing surrender last yeah. year and just like okay God really like I mean the other words I chose in the past have always been a little like okay where are you going with this but they were a little bit more I don't know like words like gentle which taught me a lot yeah, <laughs> yeah. but or, it's, it's um, more directive yes and then last, last November-ish was when I felt like God was like okay this next year needs to be surrender and I was like no Ooh, no no yeah. no I'm a control freak and I don't want to do that. God, don't you know about my lists and my rules? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. And then, uh, but I just had this strong, strong conviction that that's what it was supposed to be. And I thought that we were going to kind of ease into that. And bam, within like the first week of January, like it was like, okay, here we go, God. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and it's, but I, I feel like um, in specific areas of my life, God has taught me so much through just embracing that word this year and so even though brave is a scary word yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see how he's going to use it this year and how um how it's going to help me in my goal setting too I guess and just yeah. like prioritizing I think it helps you prioritize yeah. choosing a word helps you prioritize all those ideas you have of like okay really like is that fit with like where God wants me to go this year so yeah well and I think it helps to shape your mentality of mm-hmm. how, what perspective you're going to take on things moving forward mm-hmm. you know I my word for 2018 you know I've talked about it I think I even talked about it with Katie earlier in this episode um was um grow which mm-hmm. I wasn't a word I particularly liked or anything but now looking back I can see like oh wow I grew so much more than I even realized yeah. that I need needed to and it wasn't even a word that I actively thought about all year long but it happened and then yeah, absolutely. Go, going into 2019, though, I feel like the word is a little bit more on the forefront of my mind, being hope, because it's, I, it does have to change the way I think about things. Yeah, that's, that's such scary. a good word. It's that's such a good word. word. Scary word. Ladies, many of you reach out to me about meal planning or saving on groceries. In fact, I know a lot of you have made this part of your goals for 2019, really getting on top of that. So I want to tell you today about something that can help with both of those things, take so much stress off your plate and make things much easier. That is every plate. It's America's best value meal kit. You get meals that you and your family will enjoy and that your bank account will love delivered right to your door, saving you time, saving you effort. These meals are chef designed, but they're only $4.99 per serving. Think of it this way. One meal is the same price as one cup of coffee. Plus, every plate dinners are the cheaper, healthier alternative to takeout or delivery, which I know a lot of us end up resorting to, especially when things get crazy. But when you have everything planned and prepped and delivered to your door, you can't make it any easier than that to put good food on the table. Recipes come together in only about 30 minutes, and that is definitely faster than a trip to the grocery store. I know that I personally already feel like I don't have enough time with my kids. So having less time deciding what to cook and even preparing the meals means much more time that I get to enjoy that good food with my family. My kids and I have loved every meal that we have tried from them, plus we get the benefit of not having to spend as much money, which I could really use right now. So that's a huge relief. You can get 50% off your first box of every plate by going to everyplate.com and entering the code THELOVELY. That's like getting meals for only $2.50 per serving. You can't beat that. So for 50% off your first box of every plate, go to everyplate.com and enter the lovely. Well, I love how you said that too, that it's not necessarily, I mean, it is an action. Like they are supposed to be verbs for us, right? Yeah. But then, but also 
like it also is just this mentality and this like emotional response of how you're gonna or how you're going to respond to things that come up in your life. Um, I like, I like looking at it that way and not just as an action. Yeah. Yeah. Because in a lot of words, like when I, I went through, because when I did the page, I didn't have, like, I knew what word I was going to use. So I didn't really use the brainstorming part to be writing down a whole bunch of words to try to figure out which one was going to be it. I already knew going in, I felt like this was the word that God had given me. And so in that space instead, I looked up the definitions for hope and I wrote down both the noun and the verb and the synonyms and that sort of thing. And even though I didn't think I needed to do that, it was so enlightening. And especially seeing it as both a noun and a verb was it was very enlightening and I feel like will help shape how I think of it moving forward. That's such a good idea to like write up the definition like that. I like that idea. And when I, I have to say though, I should post a, a picture of this page because I showed it on the live, I think in Patreon this last week. But when I did it, I got done with the page. I was like, that almost looks like Andy wrote it. <laughs> like, it's all structured and I like bullet like, pointed. I do feel like I need to say so that your listeners know this, that you have absolutely beautiful handwriting. Oh gosh. You should see some of like the, the handwritten like so. note like like lettering stuff that she's given us over the years. That's has, different you, than you handwriting. <laughs> That's like specifically sitting down like doing hand lettering. My handwriting is not that nice. But I did like if you look at my normal pages, like I'm looking at it right now, like just my 2019 <laughs> ideas is like, Meh, that's not that great. But okay, I'm gonna flip over here. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a picture of this, you guys, so you can appreciate it in all its glory, and then you'll see Andy's picture next to it, and you'll be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, not so much there, Mackenzie. But oh, where is it? Sorry, you guys, you can't even see what I'm doing. Okay. Okay, now that I'm looking back at it, it's not as nice as I remember, but it is, it is, it is, you know, in the vein of Andy being like structured (laughs) and stuff. And it is very pleasing. You're a pretty structured person too. I am. Yeah. And I I think that's one of the, sorry to interrupt you, go ahead. No, go ahead. I I think that's one of the things that like, I was thinking about our group and I think when it comes to planning, you and I are probably the most similar. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, how many years have we tried to become morning people together? <laughs> <laughs> We've had minor successes over time. I always know that when I vox our group, that Andy will be the one who responds at midnight or one o'clock. Like, I can always count on that. It's not too late for Andy. No, but I will not be the one that responds at seven. <laughs> no, no. I always, it's kind of nice though, because it's like I get my bookend and then my also my start to the day. Like I know that you'll respond and then I'll wake up to a response from Katie. <laughs> so it's like I get the best of both worlds with our little group. But yeah, I even talked about this on the live that I did this week for Patreon, how in college I was hired as a professional note taker because I would have like I'd take classes and they'd say, oh, we have someone with a learning disability or somebody with an injury. We need someone to take notes. And so the college would pay me to take the notes and the people that I would take them for would often say like, oh, well, just like go photocopy your notes and give me the photocopies. But I was like, no, 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 no. Like I would write my notes and then I would go type them on the computer and I would color code them. And, <laughs> and but I did that in high school just as like every day when I was done with my classes, I would rewrite all my notes and color code them. And I never really had to study for the test because I had done that piece out of, I don't know, some sort of obsessive compulsion. And 
then I would get to the test and be like, oh, I know this because I wrote it all down and structured it and color coded it. So that is like the I get you on those bullet points because when it talks about on these sheets, like be free form and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, but I crave like to just put it in outline format. Yeah. My free form is very outlined. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So even if I put stickers on it, my preference is that it is an outline. Yeah. I totally hear you there. Okay. Are you ready for the stock questions? Oh, I was wondering if you were going to do this and I didn't study. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. I, I meant to. I meant to. <laughs> I was making dinner and I forgot. I'm glad you didn't. <sighs> That's way more fun that way. I didn't do it with Katie on this episode because she's been on before. She's like, you know, old hat, but I think it'll be fun. How are you currently cultivating loveliness in your life though? I should say that first. Oh yeah. I forgot. That's one of your questions now. Um, Let's see. Oh, a system. (laughs) I love it. it. So I'm trying. So I feel like I love to read. And when I read, it's really filled me up as like, I can't figure out if I'm a total introvert or an extrovert. I think I may be an extroverted introvert. Is that a thing, right? And I think I'm an introverted extrovert. Or maybe it's an introverted. I don't remember. I'm getting. I'm getting myself confused. One of the two. I, I think I'm more introverted than I seem to people. Yeah. Because I, I, it's really easy for me to talk and have conversations with people and all that. But then I come home and I'm like so wiped out. Yeah. Um. But so I feel like this time of year, especially, I have to be really mindful of making sure that I'm doing some introverting kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't get yeah. really burned out with all the busyness and socializing and everything. And so, um, and reading is something that every time I make the time for it really fills me up. And mm-hmm. so, um, and so, but I like, you know, I like to do like some type of Bible study, but then I also like to read some nonfiction. And then I also like to read some fiction. So yeah. I'm trying to like block out times of my day that I'm like spending at least 15, 20 minutes doing each of those things. So then yeah. hitting all the things. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I think that's kind of a way that I'm cultivating loveliness right now. But well, before you even said that, I had formulated in my head what my lovely was going to be. And it's reading. Which, really? Yes. Well, because it's like we're getting really close to the end of the year. And I blew way past my goal for how many books I was going to read this year. Which I heard great. that. Yes. Which is awesome. That's I was so, awesome. so excited. But I'm like, I think I can get to 35 books by the end of the year, even though... We're, we're really coming up close on it, but I think I can do it. And so you can do it. I'm, I'm really taking, I mean, I've had a lot of work projects going on, but I'm sneaking in whatever time I've been reading more than I've been watching TV. And there's been some major TV that's come out that I've been really wanting to watch, but I still have been favoring the reading. So I think that's a good, like also launch into 2019. Cause I have some big reading goals for 2019. So have you released good. those goals yet? I'm curious. Uh, well, I'm still kind of formulating them, but I have talked about how I went through and I looked at like all the books I had already bought inspired by Modern Miss Darcy. All of her ebook deals that she sends out, I have oh, like an yeah. addiction. And so I went through my Amazon account and I put them all into Goodreads to like, hey, you should read these in 2019 because you <laughs> own them. And then I also put in like, okay, these are also the books that I know are coming for the podcast and also some other books that I just want to read that I've heard about or I've had these authors on the show and I want to read their other works. So that's up to like 70 books now or more. And so there's no way that I'm going to read that many. But I may shoot for a goal more like 40 books 
for 2019, which my goal for this year was only 20. So and you made it to how? What are you at? What number are you at right now? I'm at 31. That's awesome. And I'm hoping to hit 35 by the end of the year. That's so, so awesome. I mean, I think it's possible if I put because there were whole months where I didn't read anything in 2018. So if I put a little bit more concerted effort towards it, I think I could do it. And, so, and do you count audiobooks or no? I do. Yeah, I, do. I think you should. Yeah. Yeah, because definitely. it's the whole work and I'm consuming it. Mm-hmm. If it was, you know, like abridged or something else, I wouldn't count it. But I do. That is awesome. I'm so impressed. I oh, I said idealistic book goals every year, too. And... Yeah. <laughs> this was the first time I was really reasonable with my goal. And I talked about this, I think, on last week's podcast. But I think I'm ready to step it up and be like, okay, this year I'm going to commit to more. But yeah. That's awesome. We'll have to hold each other accountable for this one. Too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll have it in our power sheets. We'll have it in our monthly yes. meetings. <laughs> okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? I think kind of both. Okay. I have recently been getting more into oils, but um, I do love the coziness of candles. Yeah. So, um, um, but, I'm, but then knowing everything that's in them is kind of freaking me out. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I think I'm, I'm definitely kind of the middle, middle with both. I, I, I I embrace both. Okay. Cloth <laughs> napkins or paper? I really want to say cloth, but it's actually paper towels. Okay. That's me too. <laughs> City or country? Oh, that's a tough one. And I'm acting like I've never heard these questions before, which is <laughs> cracking. I'm cracking myself up. Um, uh, I think maybe middle suburban <laughs> Suburb- maybe suburban which sounds like a horrible answer I guess but no. I, I I I definitely I don't think I would function well in like full-on like city city living like I okay. think that I'm too introverted um yeah. to really to really thrive in that environment but then I think being like really fully country I would feel really isolated. <laughs> yeah. And so I actually really love the area that I live, just kind of the in-between of like, I'm not right in the smack of the middle of everything, but um, but really close to the country too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Okay. Paper or digital? Paper. All right. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? Most Mostly online. Okay. But I guess it depends on what it is. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? I listen to music because okay. well, I, I, I love listening to podcasts, but it drives me crazy when I'm listening to a podcast and I get interrupted. Yes. You're very <laughs> specific like... about your podcast. We could have a whole other show <laughs> on your podcasting you know, method of when you listen to what. And you guys, oh it's gosh. impressive. Oh my, and I'm so embarrassed by all my systems. I'm, I'm like, not. I feel like I'm coming across like a crazy baby. No, I love it because there are people who think like you and they need to hear someone else and have it be like, oh, she's got me. She understands. But no, I, I think I love music. I do love music. But I just I really love podcasts and audio books and stuff listening to that. But I, I just it drives me crazy when like the kids come in and I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to pause it. Like, I'm going to miss that part, you know. And yeah. So I think that I'm a better mom when that time of day I just listen to music and we have fun and we dance and um, I don't have to worry about being interrupted from what I'm listening to. Yeah. And you're big into like Spotify playlists, aren't you? Yes, I am. So what kind of playlist would you play at that point? Um, I, well, right now I have a Christmas one, but, um, and do you curate these yourself or do you use ones that other people have curated? 
Um, I kind of like will listen to someone else's and pull off the things that I like and put it on my own. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I've been ma- I've been making um like Spotify playlists for every season for like a really long time. Well, ever All since right. I've been on Spotify. So Well, maybe we need to share that in the show notes <laughs> and you're gonna need to send me the link so that other people can enjoy it. You guys, so this is this is Andy's homework for this episode. I need oh my goodness. a picture of your handwriting. And she's a photographer, you guys. She's an amazing photographer. If you guys have seen that picture that um canvas people made for me of me and the kids and we're freezing cold outside. <laughs> it was Andy and it's beautiful and brilliant. Okay. But she's a photographer, so I need the picture of your handwriting, and I need the link to your Spotify list. <laughs> okay. okay. Chocolate, milk, or dark? Milk. Okay. Really? I know. I know. I know. I should say dark because it's healthier, right? But Well, it's better, but, you know. I mean, okay, here's how I work. If I have to pick between them, I'll pick milk. But okay. in a pinch, if there's nothing else, I'll totally eat the dark. Okay. I just like chocolate. Yes, this is true. All right. Well, that's, I did not peg you for that. I've known you for a decade and I did not realize this. Okay. Sports or no sports? Um, I like watching my kids sports, but I'm not really like someone who will go and like Katie. I'm not like that where I'll just sit and watch a game, but I'm kind of like, if they're in the playoffs or something, I'll watch those like bigger games and act like I'm always a fan. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but mostly I just like watching my kids. Okay. Live broadcasting. This is so silly to even ask. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Oh, watch. Or I would have never guessed. Okay. Favorite movie? Um, The first one that comes to mind is You've Got Mail. Yeah. That's a, like, I think a long time favorite. Yeah. Um, but... Um, I think I just really like romantic comedies. Yes. <laughs> like, I think I, I want to say, you know, like the really like deep kind of like, I don't know, answer to this question. But when it boils down to it, I think I just love this time of year with all the cheesy Christmas yes. movies. Yes. Yes. Katie <laughs> and, and I had a feel whole good, discussion. Yes. Yeah. All the feel good movies that like, I don't know. That you just know the, they're the going to be wrapped up with a tidy little bow at yes. the end and everyone will be happy. I was telling my parents that last night, like all these people who read these books and they have really unsatisfying endings and they're like, I love that it just ended and it was like so rough. And I'm like, no, I need something that's better than my real life. Like, yes. I need everything to end up okay. Like I can handle tragedy as long as it's all like redemptive in the end. Yes. <laughs> but when there isn't that, and that's, see, that's a whole nother show I need to have you on your obsessive reading of really sad books. <laughs> Oh man! Like, oh man! I'm All gonna, the crazy aspects of Andy. <laughs> yes, we're, we're gonna have a whole segment on Andy <laughs> coming up on the show. Okay, oh, last question: If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum, zero is totally not crunchy, and ten is singing "Kumbaya" by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair. Where are you at on the spectrum? Oh, I'm curious to hear what you would say for me. Um, I know, but, but I kind of, I kind of, I feel like I'm in the middle Yeah, because there's, well, actually, okay. Right now I'm literally drinking diet Coke and dandelion tea next to me. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally right next to me. I'm looking at oh, it now. My goodness. <laughs> um, I think that like, I, I've always aspired to be a little bit of a hippie. 
And yeah. I love I love my Birkenstocks. You know that. This is true. <laughs> you, this is true. I will give you that one. Um, and I think there's aspects of that that um, just my personality really, really appeals to me. But then the realistic side of things of just like being a mom and survival mode, like I'm yeah. not going to like um, – I don't know, sacrifice my sanity to like make sure that everything is like a 10. Yeah. Well, and I think it changes too with the ages of your kids Mm -hmm. because you can be more crunchy about certain things. I think when they're littler and and then those things, I don't know, you don't get as serious about them, especially as you add more children in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was the case Mm -hmm. with me. But it, it is funny, like having all of you on the show, I think that we kind of run the range of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that you would probably be our middle. And yeah. then um, Shell and I would be on the higher end. Yes. And Katie and Jenny would be on the lower end. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think I'm in the middle of. Yeah. Like, when I when I look at how you and Shell do things and how. Yeah. I think I'm in. The, I'm, a, I'm a solid five. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just last night or last night, I was telling Shell to put breast milk in her daughter's eye. <laughs> She's like, I never would have thought of that. I'm totally going to do it. <laughs> well, she's the one that told me to be drinking the dandelion tea. So there you go. I'm drinking that with my diet because I'm super it. tired. <laughs> yes. I love it. Well, I'm so glad that we have content for so many more shows that you're going to come on. <laughs> you're going to be so brave in 2019. Why I, you I can facilitate that for you. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, my goodness. And for everyone, you know, you've heard. Andy was nervous. Nervous about putting her so-called crazy out there. But I know there are others of you who feel the exact same way and totally loved all of Andy's suggestions. So please pipe in on Instagram. We'll have links to Andy in (laughs) our thing so you can find her on Instagram and in our Facebook group. Come join Patreon. We would love to have you. And since Andy and I chatted fairly long and Katie and I chatted fairly long. I think this will wrap up this episode, but coming back next week for our first episode of the year, hopefully barring something terrible happening like them just completely refusing, I will have on the rest of our little group. And so it will be Jenny and Shell next week and you'll get even more of this fun New Year's loveliness. All right, guys. So thanks so much for coming on, Andy. Thanks for Thank being Thank you brave. so much for having me. I feel, I, I know that like I, I told you this earlier that even though I was super nervous, it is such an honor to be able to be on oh. here and just to um, support you and yeah, just love you so much. Well, I'm just, I'm honored that you would be brave with me and that you would do it. And you guys, Andy's the one who first told me to start a podcast. So <laughs> if it weren't for Andy, <laughs> there would be no cultivating the lovely. So you can all thank her later. <laughs> all right. Thanks, girl. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's it for today's episode. Like I mentioned in our little middle intermission, interlude break thing, we are going to be back next week with the conclusion to this New Year's episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. But if you want any of the show notes to this episode, you can go to boldturquoise.com forward slash 096. And that's where you can find links to Andy and Katie and their Instagram accounts and all of that fun stuff so you can connect with them. And of course, you heard us talk a lot about Patreon today. We would love for you to come over and join Patreon and be able to get the 
full experience with all your New Year stuff. We want to come alongside you arm in arm this year, help you achieve the goals that you are wanting to create and get in with us and have the accountability to be doing it more and have some challenges you may not have otherwise heard of. We've also got Bible studies going on, so you're going to want to become a part of it. If you want to get enrolled into one of our cultivating groups, you have to be enrolled by January 4th. That is the last day to get into a group. We'll be having all the assignments done by that weekend, so you're going to want to make sure you get signed up as soon as possible. We would love to have you. It's going to be a great year in Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to find out everything you need. Okay, ladies, until next week when it will actually be 2019. Go be bold and gracious. Thank you.